Want advice and step-by-step instructions on how to get the girl sent right into your mailbox every single day? Then sign up for your free Wing Girl Method newsletter at winggirlmethod.com slash advice. When you sign up, you'll... When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my best-selling book, 10 Devastating Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash advice and sign up now. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, of course, here with Marnie Kinrich. She's a sex and uh, awesome relationship. Uh, now I'm a sex and yeah. relationship person? Cool. Yeah, you are. You do more sex than you admit that you do. I do. Yeah. I do have videos about like how to have threesomes and like how to get a girl to give you a blowjob. So I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't be surprised when you do say that. That's true. <laughs> um, and we have our voice of man. So excited to have him here. Always have a lot of fun with him. You can hear him on Fitz Dog Radio, Greg Fitzsimmons. Thanks for having me, ladies. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Women. <laughs> Women. Yes, and who do we have on the second half of our show? August McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. I'm confidently <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. Throwing me under the bus. She is also a sex person. Yes, she is a real winning, sex person. Mm-hmm, award-winning sex yeah. and health writer, radio yeah. personality, all those kind of things. Yeah, and I was on her podcast recently called Girl Boner. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, we ended up talking about eating disorders and stuff. It was very strange. I think it was, like, pretty different. A lot of girls do get boners over eating disorders. Oh, for sure. For sure. Girl boner. But that that is her show, and she is coming on to the second half of our show, and I'm very excited to have her here. Um, But I wanted to talk to you guys today about the difference between finding a casual relationship versus finding a girlfriend and what are – the different approaches. I had I had somebody write in and give a whole bunch of suggestions of topics that we can discuss. And this is one of his top topics that he was most confused about. But before... I think this is like politically correct for how to find a girl to sleep with. Right. Yeah? Well, okay. yeah. Or, or just, just casual. Like if, if you're in the place where you're like, I don't really want a relationship right now, but I want to be casual and not get tied down to one girl... How do you position yourself versus if you're like, okay, hey, I really want to You know what you do? You position right yourself now. as is a slight loser but still have good qualities the problem with that is sometimes (laughs) what women like the most is when you show your vulnerabilities and you let them see your loserish traits and that's what really hooks them in yeah you gotta be dangerous you gotta be careful with that that's a really good point but i i mean loser in the sense of not it's not very charismatic of them right you know more of the loser things like Either his apartment's just really gross or... But that's how to turn off a woman, not really how to keep something Yeah, casual. but you can also be incredibly attractive. Like a woman can see a guy who's who doesn't have his stuff together, but he's really attractive. Okay. And just be like, oh yeah, I'll just sleep with sleep him. With I'm not going to marry Maybe him. you only get her to pop like one out of three times. <laughs> you pull back a little bit sometimes. <laughs> right. Well, so how about you? So were you ever in the stage... Where you were like, I, I don't want a relationship right now. All I want is casual. I want. I always casual. had a hard time with that because I had uh, in high school I was like that. Okay. Because high school is just about rubbing your loins against somebody else's loins and then <laughs> right. going and drinking with your friends. There right. was never. Nobody that's why had, I was really bad at high school. I didn't rub loins. You didn't rub. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. You were Johnny Blue Balls. <laughs> and so, so for me, it was always uh, pretty easy. But then I got into these monogamous relationships, but I cheated in all of them. Right. And and then I got married and, uh, you know, I I haven't cheated on her yet. But I would say you guys, if I was going to cheat. There's potential. 
We would be, be yeah. Would. It would be, and I don't. I'm not saying I would try to throw the three way. I think I'd probably work <laughs> one of you first. She's the easier right, one. Right, make the other one you. jealous, yeah. obviously. Make the other one jealous and then draw her in. Yeah. No, that's a good tactic. And then make each of you pop one out of two times. <laughs> it's so weird because this is my brother right here. Oh, He's like, Christ. I'm going to shake your ass. Do not oh sleep with God. my sister. Wait, but I want to go back to what you said. So, so after high school, you got into monogamous relationships, but you cheated. So yeah. and I'm going to guess that while you were in these monogamous relationships, you would have wished to have been casual. Yeah, I was. It was just Catholic guilt. I think once I slept with a girl, I felt like I had to date her. Okay. You know, like uh, like I was a bad guy. I was dishonorable if I didn't then date her. Right. And so cheating on her was even better. Yeah. That well, was that's the honorable what thing to do. do. That's what we do. That's the thing. It's like you have the, the the angel on the shoulder and the devil on the shoulder. Yeah. Right. Because you naturally seem like a very good person. That's nice to hear. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but you also seem somewhat real so you're yeah. not going to be perfect right so you're going to have the, this but, thunderstorm of like good and bad going right. on. yeah but i yeah. want to go back right. so like like let's say you were to go back and talk to your 20 year old self mm. who was stuck in monogamous relationships yeah. that you didn't want to be in what would what would you have told yourself to say to these women instead of getting locked into i would have i would have lived by uh milan kandura had a book called the unbearable lightness of being which was exactly about this it was about oh, really? this the the protagonist was trying to maintain lightness in his relationships and uh, he, he said that the rule was you sleep with a woman once every three months and no more okay. or three times in a row and then never again. Okay. And never spend the night. Or I like let this her guy. Spend, spend the night. Who's this guy? No. Milan Kandura. He was a uh, Czechoslovakian philosopher. He's dead So now. he's saying yeah. to let a woman know that you want to be casual. It's too bad. I think actions. him and I would really connect. What's that? He he's saying to let a woman know that you intend to be casual by your actions. Like you're you're not giving her much more. Well, you don't say it. You just do it. And that's the thing about relationships is talk doesn't as you know, it doesn't mean anything. Right. Talk is the person that you want to be or you're trying to show the other person you are, but the actions, it's like, you know, I see guys that are able to maintain these these light relationships and they just they don't have guilt right. and so they don't talk about what we're going to do and and I promise you this and they just kind of have sex and then they talk and they even take them to breakfast but then that's where it gets tricky then because then they're going to start texting and calling and what do you do do you dodge the calls that always seemed to me so dishonest mm-hmm. that I felt like you know it's, it's it doesn't uh, seem like worth the stress almost it's a lot of stress you got to be a liar all the time yeah yeah. Or you have to be like dodging questions a lot of the time. It doesn't really sound like they are – those guys are outright lying. They're just not saying what the women want to hear. Well, that's the fine line is are you are you being truthful yeah. and just not saying – but the problem is is then you can't be codependent because then if the, the woman is naturally going to – not naturally, either she's going to lose interest or she's going to want to up the relationship. Right. But women tend to not want to maintain – the lightness of being. That's why it's the unbearable lightness of being because right. one person always wants heaviness. They want weight. And if you don't want that weight, then first of all, you're kind of psychotic. It is a little bit weird when you're a serial. Um, yeah. Wait, why? Th- it's just not the human condition. I mean, I think well, there's what if it's the condition of, your... of the person who's doing it where he's like, then I don't want to be tied a down. a little bit of a narcissist. Then they're, they're really? a narcissist. Why? Because – because in the same way that I think you have an instinct to uh, settle down in one house 
And you have oh an God, instinct to so have Catholic. close friendships. <laughs> I know. Yes. How but else are we going to find our morals if we don't go to church, right? Like, right. like that. But it's, but it's more, interesting what you're saying. Like it's how, more just like a common decency thing to me than it is a moral thing. Maybe that's morals and common decency. Well, here, no, I don't thing. think so. I think decency, again, is in your head. And yeah. not wanting to constantly, you know, restart a relationship. Because it's like gears in a car. Like the one night stand is first gear. Right. And then second gear is dating. And then third gear is monogamous. And then fourth gear is married. And then if you but have that, a, that's for our fifth generation. gear is a freeway with two radio hosts. <laughs> that's overdrive. Luckily, baby. we're podcast hosts, so right, yeah. exactly. So we're out of this. But no, but but so the trend now for for the younger folk is like they do not believe in marriage because they believe that marriage leads to divorce. That's right. the trend right now is not to get married. So right. openness, freedom, casual relationships, that is the trend right now. So I, I don't see it as like a narcissistic, indecent thing to do to want to have fun with a ton of people, have a whole bunch of experiences, as long as you're not promising something else. Like I had, I had a client that I was working with yesterday um, who was telling me that, you know, after reading, he was in a, uh, in a marriage for 20 years. Are you years. allowed to talk about what you talked about with yeah, the and I'm, But I'm not allowed to say their names. Right. Or like give you their Luckily, address. Luckily she doesn't have one client, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. That's me. That's who you're <laughs> talking about. Uh, he actually does listen to the podcast. But so I, I, I may quote this incorrectly, but he was saying he was married for a very long time, had a, a rough marriage, got out of the marriage, started collecting materials from tons of people, including myself, and through that found freedom to do what he wanted with women respectfully. Oh, I understand. Yeah, but no, it, if I get divorced, which I never would. I'm going to be tossing semen around Los Angeles <laughs> like I'm in a haymaker. I, there, there's going to be – you're going to need goggles to walk down Venice Boulevard. It's going to be crazy, and there'll be no guilt at all. I love that this all. comes out of you just naturally. I'd reach for it like someone's throwing money, to be honest with you. <laughs> Give me some. Drop yeah. it on my face. Now, I would have no guilt at all because I've built up so much credit in being monogamous and raising children. Right. But I do. I love think- how you said I haven't cheated yet, <laughs> but I will never get divorced. Right. So would you, if you cheated, would you stay married? Well, that's a really touchy question because I mean, I really, I really wouldn't cheat. And believe me, I'm yeah. on the road. I get opportunities, and I don't do it because I mean, when I used to cheat, I couldn't, I couldn't look my girlfriends in the eye again. Right. For a so while. then they would know. I had a stink on me. They never yeah. knew, but I had to spend so much energy hiding it. And I feel like the one thing that I really have in my life is my ability to walk in the door every day and look my wife in the eyes and hug her and uh, throw a move on her, get shut down, recover. <laughs> There's, but, but I don't think I could give that away because that would be giving away my, right. my foundation, you know. So, so it's not worth it to you. So it's not worth it. But, um, so I'm not going to engage that question because I think it's almost bad luck. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I would say what you're describing is kind of a porn culture where kids today are watching porn yeah. and they're desensitized because people in porn movies are not – it's not emotional. They don't look in each other's eyes. They're just – they're yelling and grunting and slapping and – Luckily, they're not looking in each other's eyes while doing that. That would be weird. It would be, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. But I, But the point <laughs> is like, you know – there's a disconnect in lovemaking, and I think it also carries over into the emotional part of the relationship where, For sure. you know, we just, we just fuck. 
Right, but I'm not talking about. So that's the thing. We're talking about like casual versus relationship. Like this isn't about relationships. It's about just being casual. Like there, there is a whole sex culture out there that's about exploring your body, figuring out what feels good for you, and like enjoying Anal. a per <laughs> exactly figuring out like what it is that you like and taking the pleasure out of that rather than the pleasure than from the emotional connection that the two of you are having. And listen, I just I, I to think to that's me a it always just comes thing. across as empty. It just seems like what's the goal here? Just pleasure and then you're alone and you die alone? But you're not. That's the thing. If you're like having orgies every weekend, you're no, never alone. People are having orgies now? <laughs> every weekend. Now, are people having orgies? Yes. Okay. So no. I'm dying no, normal inside. Normal people don't have orgies. <laughs> no, but they, but it is happening. Are orgies back? Yes, there are orgies. Okay, so do you listen, Were they gone? Do you listen to Howard Stern? Okay. Yeah, AIDS. Yeah, AIDS got like there was that's a sexual true. revolution and everybody was having fun and kind of in this phase now yeah. that you're describing and then AIDS came along in the early 80s and all of a sudden it was just like you know it's monogamy like, yes, exactly back. no which I understand but there's all okay so on Howard Stern they were talking about these like parties I forget if it was Benji that was gone whatever but there's these parties now that you have to be invited to go you have to make sure that you're clean but it's like a free for all yeah like, people are having sex on the pool tables there's like naked people everywhere I, I, listen, I'm not against that. Do you know how many that? bodily I I smells are happening? That's what he That's asked what's about. so gross to me is I can't humans. Humans to me are so disgusting. Yeah, like I couldn't imagine no, walking into people. that and being turned on by that. If anything, I'd be like, "Where's the Windex? Let's start <laughs> Look, wiping I this place down." Like you know, walk into the billiards room and find some girl standing there, and then you know you start fooling around with her, and you suddenly realize like, "Oh, I'm not the first guy here tonight." Right. You know, right. I mean, that's so horrifying. Right. People, I can't imagine. Some people do like that. Yeah, I want to get bizarre. back to the casual versus relationship. So, like, for the guy that I was working with, he was saying right now he, he is having fun exploring his options and having, like, nice casual relationships with women. And he was saying he's very straightforward with them. He doesn't promise intimacy. He doesn't do boyfriendy things with them, which I think is the correct behavior to do. Like, no going out for breakfast in the morning with right. somebody you want to be casual with because that's misleading. Yeah. Um, but he said he, he is enjoying that, but he doesn't want to be a jerk. And some of these women, because of his actions, are coming on extra strong. And this is my opinion. I want to hear what you guys think. But I And I've said it before on the show, but I said to him, if you are being honest with these women – and telling them where you're at, that this is casual for you, and your actions are following that, then that any emotion afterwards is on her shoulders. If she thinks that there right. is something more there, that is her responsibility, not yours. I guess what we're saying, and I say we, I think I can speak for you. Please. <laughs> is that... For the remainder of the podcast. It actually. seems like it, that's a transitional phase to be in this kind of casual thing, but that... It might be. But I do think that, you know, if, if you're somebody who has... Uh, actualized in any way that that is going to be just you're killing some time maybe you're licking your wounds from a past relationship maybe you're living out some fantasies but right. that ultimately a real person is going to want to eventually you know watch watch a video with a girl on the couch and okay. and you know uh move in together and do all those things that make a life really profound for sure okay so let's talk about that flip side of going into a relationship so that's how to act towards somebody you want to be casual with but how how what are the steps and how do you find and how you mean do you act with. with somebody to be serious with now now i want to get oh. into the serious part so like those things that you mentioned like 
if if your goal is okay, I want to be in a relationship versus I want to be casual. Are, are there different ways of approaching women? Are there different ways of going on dates? Are there different ways of behaving? Well, it we have a like funny game yes. that we're going to play in the second half of the show, which is similar to what Why we played do you keep with Greg. Talking about the second half of the show, we got this great <laughs> McLaughlin guest coming on. We're going to play You're like right now. We're here. killing time. You're still going to be. I here. know, but I feel like the first half of the show is to focus on me, and it's become this kind of like appetizer <laughs> for the meal. Well, no, this is an appetizer. <laughs> For you, you're going to be the main course still because we're going to do that thing that we did at the improv, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you remember when you were with us. How can he but forget I'm things? Gonna do, I do remember. Right. I'm going to play a game where I'm going to give you a line of where you approach someone if you're interested in long-term versus short-term, and then right. I'm going to give her response, and then you have to respond back to her You're response. going deep on the cleavage today, by the way. Thank you. I <laughs> Very did low. You. I love how the deeper you go, the more shallow it gets is for that, me. <laughs> is that braless? No. But then I don't see where the bra would be it's cutting across. It's because I wear very, um, very much uh, thin bra. I don't. It's weird. It's my it, brother. His face is bright red. I don't try I love to. It. <laughs> you cringe. He turns bright red. He's it's bright fantastic. red. He's it's always fantastic. bright red. He's, no, he is. he's tomato head. It's fantastic. Um, no, because I, I don't pick bras that. Because I just know I am who I am. I have no boobs, so I don't try to wear bras that accentuate it. So I right. wear, wear really thin bras that don't. She just yeah. wears things yeah. to cover. So it. it goes. It's just like a thin, like Got it. sleeping type bra. It's hard to see where the bottom <laughs> of it even is. Well, <laughs> when my brother exits to use the the lavatory, I'll. okay. <laughs> she will. Sorry, show so you we're playing some game. Wait, why are we? Wait until the second half. I want to hear about it. Because I don't have it prepared. Oh, Oh, Jesus (laughs) Christ. That's the kind of show we are. Wow. Last minute. Improv all the way. But But to get back back, to the topic, I think that, you know, if you want, if you're, you know, I like the unbearable lightness of being strategy, Mm -hmm. but I also think it's a matter of um, you really just can't. I I think that even in a friendship, you kind of know in your gut how deep you want to go into the friendship. Okay. And you really it, there's a length of time that you wait to return a call and you maybe don't return every call and i think the other person if they're normal gets it in their gut as well it's not even in their head it's just in their gut like oh okay he called me back ah, it was four days ago you don't think about it you just feel a little bit of distance okay. and i guess that that's the thing is you know a relationship progresses with the um frequency of the calls and how quickly they're returned oh for sure definitely I, I think that that definitely shows what you're going after. If there is more of a lag in time, it's showing that you want to be casual. If you're making more of an effort to or do Or it could things. be confused with people trying to be mysterious or, like, create some oh, sort fuck of... fuck those people. Yeah, seriously. It's so lame when people are mm-hmm. consciously but people, planning it out. People do that. People are very of planned. Of course. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, like, that's such a lame way to live your life because... That's the guy that's got three different cell phones and who's... <laughs> and they're like, two of them are flip phones. Yeah, and they yeah. videotape and the sex and they show their friends. <laughs> and the whole thing the is... Sex. By the way, I had this theory the other day about porn. If women don't want their husbands watching porn... They which should watch I, it with them? They should do it with them and only allow them to watch that. Oh, see, that's I'm on the road. Oh. I'm watching me and my wife yeah. having sex. That's smart. Isn't that good? But w- would that be enjoyable for you to watch it? Like horrible angles? I think for a woman it might be As long as it's not in HD. It shouldn't be in HD and right. she should definitely, she should go all the way. Porn it up. <laughs> take a thick one to the face. She's you know, <laughs> anal. <laughs> you know, I want her wiping goop out of her eyes and, and getting dressed. Like I'm giving her money for the bus. <laughs> I should have invited my mom to this one, too. I know, seriously. <laughs> she would have loved it. Mm-hmm. When you were ready for a serious relationship, yeah. what changed in your mind? 
I would just get obsessed. The idea of a relationship to me has always been really exciting. Like the sex, I would say I'm a sex addict. Yes. And I'm, I'm obsessed <laughs> with sex. And I, I sexualize Thus the sweatpants people. outfit you're wearing. <laughs> what does that mean? Nothing. I don't know. <laughs> and so I, I think for me, relationships were always like I would get heated up and I'd get obsessed and I would get singularly focused on. And it became a challenge. And then when they wanted to go out with me, I just felt so good about it. my confidence went so high because as a teenager, I really, you know, like, I, again, I, I, uh, I crushed, as the African-American gentleman would say. <laughs> And uh, and that was it. And then when I finally got into relationships, I just yeah. loved it. Really, I loved that somebody cared for me. I don't think I got that from my parents, and I just loved that. Especially Jewish women are so nurturing, yeah. and you know, just very. Um, it would really fulfill. I heard you me. say on Corolla recently that your parents left you when you went to jail for the night. They left you there or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, they let me sit for the weekend. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> Badass. No windows. Lights on the entire time and no clock. It's probably clock. a good break from life, so though. For 72 hours, I had no idea if it was day, night, whatever. Jesus. Yeah. Wait, how That's old pretty were you? cool. Uh, 16. Gee, what were you in jail for? Fighting and drinking. <gasps> Three times I went to jail. Jesus. Yeah. That's no good. I quit drinking, though, many years ago. Wait, I want to go back to this relationship stuff. Right. So, okay, because you were saying you crushed it when you were a teenager. When you did select the women that you wanted to be in a relationship with, did all of them want to be in a relationship with you? No. No. Okay. So you would just become obsessed and then like whoever was not freaked out by the obsession, that's who no, you No, I wouldn't say obsessed in my behavior, but I would say in my mind. I mean, I played it cool. I was okay. de- definitely played it cool. I was not, I didn't, I never asked a girl out in my life. I really? never had the confidence to just say, would you like to go out with me? But I would always go to parties where I knew they'd be, go to bars I knew they would be, you know, bump into them. They'd be in my class. And I was very flirtatious, and I was very able to connect, but I never had the guts to ask them out. So it was not obsessive in that way at all. Okay. So they would just these girls that you liked, most of them would tend to like you back. Well, yeah, I think I probably wouldn't like a girl unless I felt something in the first place from her. Right. You know, Do you I, think that when you decided you want a relationship, you – I'm trying to phrase this properly – like that you, you changed your mindset, that you had like not a list of things that you were looking for, but a way that you wanted to feel around somebody. Like Because you were saying you tended to like each other back, so you had some sort of connection with yeah. these people. So that's where the confidence comes into play. A lot of the guys that listen to the show and a lot of the guys that I work with, um, they forget – that they can select women as well. So what they typically do is they take the women that come their way. Yes. And then they just get obsessed with keeping that attraction there as opposed to taking a step back and thinking, okay, do I like this girl? Do I want to further invest in her? I think that that's that's the different approach and the confident approach that I was hoping to It's like to being desperate for a job. You'll take whatever comes yeah. along. Right. No, I think first it would have to be a spark that I felt that she liked me. And then it would have to be – she would have to be a certain type. Like I really – she had to be intelligent and she had to have a sense of humor – and Iraq, she had to have a, a right. breast. We've heard about your wife's <laughs> boobs. Right. Yeah. And uh, and so, no no offense to you, I would totally make an exception for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. In a three-way. Super flattered. Asterisk. I would make an exception for baldness, so. <laughs> this podcast has turned ugly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I think that it would it, it would have to be certain criteria. But it's really funny. I always just had this thing of, like, I want somebody I can sit on the couch and watch movies with. Okay. That, to me, was, like, the ultimate intimacy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's somebody that you're truly comfortable with, that you don't really have right. to do anything with to what's impress your, them. What's your <laughs> – this is really silly. What's your um, feelings when you're first dating someone around farting? 
with the person? Would you fart on the couch if you were watching a movie? No, it Not takes a long dating. time for the fart. Okay. It usually post-sex. <laughs> this stuff is very crucial and when important to me. Well, when you're feeling your most intimate is, is post-coital. And it's yeah, also you when you need to fart the most. <laughs> Not immediately, but I think in between in between the intimacy of postcoital and both of you wondering if you've put in enough time on the postcoital <laughs> right, to get up. Right, right. And I think that that's a good time for a punchline. Okay. Yeah. So I think guys really, I honestly, it sounds like a silly question, but I feel like some people might wonder that. Like I'm a dude, you know, when can I start to just be goofy around her? And, By the way, I'm not bald. I'm balding. It's still like a very light. <laughs> no, but that's actually, that is a good question and actually a good segue. When is it, when is a good time to start releasing yourself? Yeah. I know women that have still not taken a shit in, in the so same house as their uh, husband. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. Which I find My really sister's kind of like that with her fiance I think a little it, bit. I think it keeps something alive. I will be honest. Sometimes I regret that I've done. But I think both of them don't have things. like a huge sense of humor either. So oh. I think it's kind of in their personality. My wife keeps I mean, the door open. and shitting is not always funny. <laughs> it's not? <laughs> yeah. I gotta tell her to close the door. She'll leave the door open. <laughs> Me too. You know I do she, that too. And you know what she does? She sits on the toilet and she crosses her legs. What? Is a so do cross? I. You, you do? do? I do. That's a sign Not of a to true be a woman. Lady, just yeah, but that's a sign of a true woman. But it helps. It's like a squatty potty type of thing. I don't know. It helps. <laughs> I guess it helps push it out, right? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. It's like being in labor and bringing your knees up to your chest. Exactly. Well, well I, that's. I actually met this guy who was like some hippy dippy guy on Main Street in Santa Monica, and I don't know how we got into the conversation, but he said, "You stand on the toilet with your legs. You squat." With your legs on the toilet. Yeah. And I've done that too. Just, that's what the squatty potty is. You go like this on the toilet. Was yeah, he that's, Vietnamese? No, that's no, why over in Asia they have this guy. Because yeah. that's the best way to go to the bathroom. Oh, this guy, yeah. you got an Asian guy on the couch too. <laughs> Do you squat? Do you squat? <laughs> what, what, uh, <laughs> what are, you're American, but what's your ethnicity? Thai? Chinese. Chinese. Chinese? Yeah. And do you, did your relatives used to do that? <laughs> no, did yours? Mine used to sit, we had a, a one, a one-room house that my grandfather lived in with seven people, Jeez. and they had a trench out back. What? No way. So I guess they sort of must have squatted. They must have squatted well, Europe- some way. Europeans. That is really helpful. Okay, to answer like the question, Europeans, I think, I think I've the told weird. the story before about my husband. So we dated, I, I think we were dating for like five months, and one of his friends came in town to visit, and his friend had mentioned my husband's farting, like how it's because he used to live with him. He's yeah. like, oh, it's crazy. I'm like, what are you talking about? He never farts. And then he's like, are you serious? All he does his, is fart. And I was like, well, I wouldn't have a problem if he, if he farted, which was like famous last words because yeah. after that, <laughs> it was just a free for all. Hiroshima. Yeah, but he would tell me. In the be- I've mentioned this before. When we first started dating, he was always doing laundry at his house. Oh, you've mentioned the story yeah. before. Yeah. And so what he would do when he would have to fart is he would go by the laundry machine and fart so that I wouldn't hear anything. Really? But I was what, did like, he put shoes so in the- when he put shoes in the washer? I have That's no idea, but it was making loud. enough noise to cover it up. But for him, it was like the five-month mark and me saying that it didn't bother me. At that point, it wouldn't have been like that point where I would be turned off and I wouldn't want to date him if I was dating somebody in the first three weeks that I was iffy about and he started like letting them rip I I I don't know if that would ruin it for me but it would stick in my it's mind it's a big like, indicator of casual versus serious yeah I yeah. think a guy's oh, sure. a yeah. phony if he doesn't fart in front of a woman after about five months yeah I think that it, I think that you got to be very wary of that guy because yeah. what else is he hiding Right. right. It's like, you know, um, <laughs> especially think, up there in the anal area. I think Kierkegaard <laughs> said that uh, that kitsch, you know, bad art is the denial of the existence of shit. Really? And that, you know, reality has shit in it. And if you're not acknowledging it, you're living a false life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, that's true. I fart in bed with my wife, and then uh, and I fart a lot, <laughs> and uh, and then she'll say, "Don't fucking do it," because the covers are <laughs> she, down. But she knows when it's coming. No, no, she like no, a, she's oh. okay with the fart, but then <laughs> don't the pull up, don't pull up oh. the covers. <laughs> Well, my, since my brother's it. in the room, I remember he would come in the bed, my bedroom, <laughs> let one go, and he's got atomic ones, and then he would lock me in the, in my bedroom, and what? I would be stuck wow. in my bedroom. Yeah. Luckily, there torture. were windows in my bedroom. Yeah. My husband does that, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only till last year. There was How a family often do guy. you lift the sheets? <laughs> Every time, not every probably. time. Not every time. Just when I'm. Well, my uh, husband does all that stuff. Like that's kind of childish and funny. He has this face. Like I remember this one time we were in the shower together and he beat on me. Ew. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> and he every had, time. And he, I just looked over and he had like this face, like where he's like, <laughs> <laughs> like a baby like, would make. Are you okay just with on this? Your feet it's kind or did he raise it up and hose you down in the midsection? <laughs> He did not hose me down, but it was on my feet. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, oh. This is not. I'm like, okay, fine. Right. It's fine. It's fine for now. Not every day, but anyway. <laughs> but same with the farting. And he's like making that face where it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Now no, it's and really my, uh, my son, we, um, it's a family thing. We all <laughs> fart and we all celebrate it. And it's a big right. laugh. I mean, you it's a solid proud. laugh every time. Yeah. And so so we get that's off getting, that's getting more fun. serious in your relationships. Right before we go to the break, the amazing second oh, half the second of the show half is coming. coming up. I'm the big... so excited for it. But before we go to the break, I do want to talk about like places to take women on dates if you are looking for a serious relationship. Mm. If that's what you want to put out to women, where, where do you take women to show that your intent is is relationship well i think it's about friendships and family you know are you going to bring them to brunch with your friends Mm -hmm. are you going to have a little get together and have them over are you going to you know bring them to your your nephew's christening or something yeah i think it's about who you expose them to you you protect them you you know you kind of nurture it like a little like a little flame yeah and it's just yours and then you start to you start to spread it out because you know, once you do that, it's embarrassing to date somebody and then break up. Yeah. You know, so you want to mi- you want to minimize exposure up to a certain point. Okay. So for for men, if they do want to show a woman that their intention is to get more serious, you're saying that show them your world and bring them into your world slowly. Yeah, but not too soon, right? But not, not too, too soon. soon. So no. how soon? How soon do you? I think it depends. Sometimes you know right away. Like with my wife, I knew instantly. And uh, I had our, I had her meet my mom pretty soon. I happened to have met her family right away, just because at the time she was living with her brother, okay. uh, two, two of her stepbrothers, and her father was there the first time I came over the house, and he got really, he was a, he's a very nebbishy Jewish guy, and he's very nervous, and so he like, he saw me, and he's like, oh, oh, I'm not, I'm not supposed to be here, and uh, and he like shook my hand, and he just left, and so, uh, so. We, her family, she was very enmeshed with her family. They all, they're all from New York City, and they all live near each other. And so I got into their world pretty fast. And I, moved, I, I introduced, I was like, I was, it was like I just bought a Ferrari, and I couldn't wait to show everybody mm-hmm. the Ferrari. And then I would drive that thing hard. Right. Not, not in front of people, but right. I'd take the Ferrari back to the garage. Yeah. And then I would, uh, I would stick the, the, gar- <laughs> the gas nozzle into it. And if you want a video of that. <laughs> right. And then I'd right. pull the nozzle out and spray it all over the car. <laughs> Perfect way to end the conversation. Second half yeah. is coming. Second half is coming. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully. Oh, August is here. Wonderful. Um, we've had it happen a couple of times in a row where we've announced a guest for the second half of the show. Yeah. And then they, they don't, don't show up. up. 
Right. But I kind yeah. of understand. Like, if it was me, I'd be like, yeah, I don't Good. think I'm going to show I up either. I hope they don't show up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't need that. More time with, uh, with Mr. Fitzsimmons. Right. right. Exactly. Well, on the first half of the show, I had a blast. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I think it I'm went well. I'm very happy to have you here. Right. And I like <laughs> that you're going to stay for the second half of the show. But I think we didn't fully cover the topic that I wanted to. But I think we got some sprinkles of information of, of how to navigate your goals, whether it's casual or relationship. It's it really what we're both we're all saying is that you have to be honest with yeah. your intentions and have your actions follow what your intentions are. So I if- just love that your show is so structured and it really is a beginning, a middle, and an end as a theme. <laughs> you know, most podcasts is just like, hey, what are we going to do on your podcast? Oh, it's great. We just hang out. Really? Well, how about I don't come? How about you plan a show and you have some kind of a. A structure to it. So I like the professionalism. Oh, oh, oh real professionalism. Yeah, exactly. Room. I just thought of this two minutes before we started the show. And she hasn't even written the second. I know, no. exactly. We <laughs> are a mess got. at the Ask Women podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but stay tuned for the second half of the show. The second half. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, you. This is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Um, so we have August McLaughlin, which I screwed up her name mm-hmm. at the beginning. So sorry. Oh, it's fine. Blame it Greg. All the time. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess with the Sarah McLaughlin, it kind of just like... But it's totally different spellings. It is. Sarah it's McLaughlin. like laugh, but you say laugh. So it's very confusing. Yeah. 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 You're messing everybody up at the Ask Women podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's not L O U G H E N. L A L I N. So it's laugh. Oh, L I N. Oh, well, yeah. you didn't tell me that. I would have uh, known that. Well, I guess I didn't really show it to you. I was just saying it. Oh. Okay. Anyway, enough about Marnie's the name. fault. I know it's all my <laughs> fault. But I want before we start uh, the second half of the show, which we have all been waiting for, oh very God. exciting. Um, I want to read this testimonial uh, because I think it's really great to hear people who have used our advice and actually seen results. We, we hear it all the time, but this is. A very good one. Uh, I tried the advice on being rejected by 10 girls who were out of my league. Not sure if it was my lucky day or what, but I rode my Harley out to the lake, asked 10 girls for their numbers. How can you reject wanted... a guy who rides a Harley? I know, I know. He's got like a crutch. Um, and if they wanted to ride and hook up, and 9 out of 10 said yes. What? Guess your advice works. Thanks. Mr. Nice Guy, a.k.a. James. How did he ask them to hook up? I don't know. Maybe just, just want to hook up? Yeah, he's like, I want to hook up and ride on my Harley. And I guess they said yes. I don't get more details, Kristen. This is all I have written to me. Well, I'm impressed. Yes, as am I. And I do want to mention one thing, if it's okay, because you were mentioning during the break, Greg, that you just interviewed somebody pretty cool. Judd Apatow. Yes, okay. So for your podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes, so people should go listen to it. A oh, yeah. two-hour interview. Right, it's two-hour. Well, actually, one is going to be from, I have a show on Sirius XM on Howard Stern's channel. I listen to it. So that, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Well, so it'll be when on, it comes on in the car. <laughs> so that'll be on. <laughs> it'll make so, a point. Yeah. So <laughs> one hour will be on that, and then the other hour will be the podcast. Oh, okay. And, uh, and then I also just interviewed the guy from Veep, you know, the black guy from Veep? Yeah. Yeah, he just came on, Sam uh, Richardson. And I got a bunch, you know, Corolla's coming on. Veep's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It Veep's is my show. favorite show on TV. It's really funny. Yeah. yeah. It's, yes. it's excellent. Yeah. And, and then, you also have an interview with so, Christian and I on your podcast. Like, you have quality it's people up there. come on from, like, Yeah, you got to pay ago. for the premium membership to get the old oh, 400. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Well, definitely go check out that. But now, we have everybody here. We have August here. And on the first half of the show, I think we kind of talked about, oh, you want to play the game first? 
Mm-hmm. All right. We'll play a game first, and then we're going to find out August's opinion. So this is probably not going to be that funny and work out very well, but hopefully Greg can make it funny. Um, no pressure. So this is – these are three locations. Um, you have to give us a pickup line if you want to be serious oh. with her and if you wanted to be casual with her. Okay. Okay. So go ahead and – and you have to, and August, you have to tell us whether or not these would work. Whether they'd work in yeah. general? Yes. Okay. At work. Oh, that's a boring one. <laughs> All right, I'll pick a different one. Okay, pick the other one. You only wrote three <laughs> down. Can't you pick exactly? Well, I was like, things? I need three, but I only like two strip of them. Strip club? Yeah. Like to a stripper or to a woman that's at the club? Woman at the club. All right. Woman at the, at the club, I think it's always fun to buy her a lap dance. Any girl that's at a strip club <laughs> is open that's to what I'm a guy for. who's going to buy her a lap <laughs> for dance. For sure. <laughs> so you do it, and then I think if you want to just date her, like casually, mm-hmm. then I think you want to make contact with her physically during the lap dance. For sure. You know, mm-hmm. just hold her hand or, you know, <laughs> tease her, you know, touch her leg. Like pet her hand. Something like that. Away. And if you want to and if you want to have a relationship with her, you stop the lap, da- lap dance halfway through and you go, this is beneath you. Let's go get a cup of coffee. <laughs> That's good. That That's good. good. Right. Wait, August, That's what good. do you think? That is so funny. You know, I think they all work. Different, yes. different people for sure but I like that it was an action because pick up lines a lot of times the problem is it's not it doesn't show you anything right. but when you're doing something proactively like that and, and showing that you respect you know her being there and it shows you're not a jealous guy and you have a sense of humor I hope you were kind of like half joking about the second part you know so what about yeah. stopping the no, dance no he was very serious, very serious. Okay. No, no, that's I'm how we met his guy. wife yeah. okay so if somebody I'm all about stunts <laughs> if somebody said this is beneath you I would not I would say that's probably not a good one what that's really? good no, no wait, so I don't tell me more about this because Why? I don't think it's for anybody else to say what's beneath you like it's mm. sort of like I interview a lot of uh, adult stars, and you guys probably have here as mm-hmm. well. Who are beneath me. See, you know, some people <laughs> think like that. I'd like someone to be beneath <laughs> <laughs> some people, You know, and some people do think that that is, like, degrading somehow or, you know. It, mm-hmm. I just don't think it's for somebody else to, to judge somebody's, what they oh, find empowering for the first See, then this, the show. If, if he bought you a, a lap dance and then said that and then you didn't respond, it would be like, okay, you guys aren't good for right, each other. Right. Like it's this is not your girl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As attractive as you are and as lovely as you are. It's like it no, just it's wouldn't not gonna be work. a good mix. Well yeah, I think I what oh did you say when I meant as a joke the, the that, that I do it in a joking you. way, like, hey this is beneath you, let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I think if I did it in that tone that I'm not as- asserting that yeah, it's I'm, not like I'm that dictating her morals for her. Yeah. It's, it's more not like, just like, hey, this is beneath you. Come on. Yeah. If if you're saying it in a I think if she perceives it as funny, like yeah. honestly as funny, it's kind of like, you know, oh, hilarious, you're in a strip club. Isn't this but right. if she you? Did, right. But if she didn't perceive it as funny, that would be weird because then it wouldn't mesh with your sensibilities. Right, exactly. Right. Totally. Maybe totally. you say like, uh, we're better than this. We're is better. Yeah. For sure. All right. I like it. Because, and actually we're is better is good because it's saying, it's not saying this is what we're doing is bad or that, you know, being in the strip club is bad if, if that's something you both enjoy. Right. But it's saying, you know, we, we can don't connect. need this. Yeah. We, we can, can have do this like ourselves. something that's more special. Why don't yeah. I, and why don't I go t- give you a lap dance? Why don't I go give you a lap dance? <laughs> that, that well, I would like if you interrupted it and then did the lap dance. I think that would oh, be that's right. good. Mm-hmm. Or did a right. funny one, like just started to uh, took over and did like an obnoxiously yeah, stupid one. Yeah. That would, that would actually work Let's more give a different me. scenario. Okay. I like these answers. Now this one. Okay. Same thing. Church. 
Okay. <laughs> church, I think, well, obviously, if she's in church, you know that she is a, you know, you got you to gotta break it down. What is this woman looking for? Right. You know, if you're in church, you're not looking for a one-night stand. So you got to go, all right, I got to set the bar a little lower on, uh, you know, what I'm going to get out of this. <laughs> and so you, uh, you, on the way out, you know, people usually mill about afterwards. You know, you shake the priest's hand, and then you get a little sunshine. Everybody's happy. And then, you you know, you bump into her and you say, oh, this is a great sermon, wasn't it? Unless it was about like— Is this like, for long-term? This is for long-term versus casual? No, this is for casual. Okay. Yeah, special. this is the, the classic misdirect. And then you and then you say, it was a great sermon, wasn't it? And she says, yes. And then you go like— More like semen. <laughs> Take out the R. <laughs> what? That's a good one. <laughs> The dead stare really is We're scaring me right now. We're church. <laughs> well, you are trying to get And then out of the small sex. talk, you go like, well, you know, there's a little break. You know, they always do a pancake breakfast. You want to go grab some pancakes. And then uh, and then you, you grab just, my pancake. Sorry, I'm ruining this. You just keep pushing it. You just keep like rolling it out and feeling it out. And then eventually you have the date and, and you try to hook up. But if you're going for the deep, long one, it, anyone that goes to church is close to their family. You approach the father of the girl. You go old school mm. on it. And you say, I'd like to meet your daughter. Mm. And uh, can you introduce me to her? That's really yes. good. Yeah. But you what know, you... it depends on the kind of church, too, though. Because right. not the LA really, churches. Li- yeah, the liberal churches, you know, that would freak me out if someone was like trying to court me. Through you your know, father. We're not going yeah. to any liberal churches. We okay. don't, we don't no, I was it, thinking yeah. Roman These guys Catholic. are hardcore we're Catholics. Catholics. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking cru- the... the crucifix with the blood dripping <laughs> off the hands yeah. and no, the pained look. Thorn crown Perfect. with the blood on his face. That's like, real okay. religion. Yeah. yeah there Very we religion. go. Like there we go. Well, I, I want to hear from you because on the first half of the show, we were talking about people who kind of who want to be in casual relationships, like men who want to be free, don't want to have ties to people, and how they go about finding a casual relationship versus how you would go about finding a real relationship. And if, if there is a difference, are there different approaches? Are there different intents? I, I would love sure. to hear what you have to say, speaking to our male audience. Okay, so this is really Wait, interesting. I'm sorry, can I interrupt for one second? Yeah. <laughs> what What is your background? You're a sexual uh, person? Sexual, uh... <laughs> I am a sexual person, Here, I'm yes. going gonna, gonna to read her for a full <laughs> intro. Is an award-winning health and sexuality writer, radio personality, and creator of the empowering female sexuality brand, Girl Boner. Her work has been featured in the Huffington Post, Livestrong.com, Sexual Wellness News, Day Magazine, a whole, a whole bunch of places. Wow, okay, got yeah, it. So she's like very open and free with sex. And yeah. yes, and has, a, I think, a very healthy attitude towards sex, which is what I was trying to battle against the two of them, the, <laughs> the sinful Catholics. I thought the sinful Catholics. Well, how many, how many partners have you had? I don't actually know. I mean, I could sit down and probably figure that out. You could but remember I don't them really all. care about, like, that's actually, somebody asked me that earlier if I'd come to this chat on the question is, does the, ma- does the number matter? And I just don't care. Okay, no. fair enough. Yeah. I could I could probably figure it out, but yeah. I so honestly, less than 50. <laughs> yes, it's okay. less than 50. Um, yeah, and then, it, then it's all like, well, how do you define that? Right. Per, like, no, is I mean it how many times you've had full? Okay. <laughs> anyway, but back to your other question. So, you know, one thing that's really interesting, I don't know if you talked about this, but a lot of research now is showing, and, and certainly my own experience, and I hear from women from all over the world, actually, about what they look for in relationships. And it's very interesting to me that now women are just as interested in casual sex and casual relationships yeah, as guys do. Wow. So that's an important thing to know as a guy, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also really important to know that some are not, you right. know? And so, I, and that goes both ways because I actually had an experience in LA. LA is really interesting this way. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed this, but 
all of my girlfriends have noticed this. Every, I came here and I was like in a, I was divorced and I was going through this like really empowered single time, right? And almost every single guy that I had, you know, either one one night or two night kind of deals with, they always wanted more. Right. Like they seem to be not not all of them, but there is a well, lot. Well, just for I the listener, noticed. you are very hot. <laughs> so I think guys are going to want more of that. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if that's true. Well, it's interesting because people are wanting. When you're talking about more, it's not about physicality. It's you want something deeper, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting, and I think that what gets challenging is the whole communicating part because it's really odd when you first meet to someone to say like, "Hey, so what's your name? What do you do? Are you looking for casual sex or something more?" Like right. you can't like just you know. So I think just instead of worrying so much about like your intention, like this trying to just meet people, and one of my mottos in <laughs> I guess the advice that I think applies to almost everything, including sex and relationships, is try to be interested instead of trying so hard to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Because when we go around trying to be like, I'm going to be this sex pot that everybody's going to be, they're all going to want to just have this like casual sex with me now, then we get, you know, you'll get really uh, uncomfortable, you know. And I think being yourself is more important. And you'll get a vibe if you really listen and just talk and you know, a lot of times I think women who are interested in casual sex and casual relationships will they'll let you know. Let you know. Yeah. And there could be <laughs> some terms that aren't quite clear. We were talking about right. that on, on my show. Uh, so it's not like they're necessarily going to say, hey, I really want to have sex with you tonight. But they might, you know. Like one of my uh, guy friends told me that what he would say was while they're dancing or hanging out at a bar or whatever is talking about breakfast. Like he would say, do you like pancakes for breakfast? Like oh, trying to hint that like I go. want to spend time. Right. Oh, that's a good idea. So it's interesting because that kind of gets a vibe because the woman will either go, yeah, you know, or she'll be like, mm, I love my pancakes. And she'll jump on board. I want what? them hot. You know, like right. people will be but this, what like, about drinking? Then, that seems to fit in because if you're if you're going to have a one-night stand, it seems like you're going to have a couple extra cocktails. But then a guy starts to wonder, is this just some party pig that every night <laughs> hooks up pig. with another guy because she drinks a lot? <laughs> Oh, my Lord. I don't know which part of that to address. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because alcohol changes everything for mm-hmm. everybody, right? So I think knowing having the intention before you go is important. And you don't want to get too drunk anyway because some alcohol increases arousal and comfort in talking with mm-hmm. people and stuff. But if you overdo it, it's harder to get aroused. Right. It's harder to perform males and females. Yeah. So, you so don't if you want to keep it casual, it. you may not be able to. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I don't know if I would really – I don't – you know, there's only one time in my life where I had sex and I completely didn't remember it. Like the next morning I was like, I remember a table and like <laughs> – I, you know, just so you know it was them. decent if there was a table involved. Probably. Right. I mean, you don't usually jump on the table when you're, you know, really having a dull, boring time. Yeah, so. Right, exactly. But, yeah. Unless I, he doesn't I have a bed. Exactly. But. So exactly. what about guys that are – who are solely in it for a relationship? How do they express that to a woman? Not that they're in it for a relationship with that specific woman or any woman, but yeah. that they are looking for – they're looking for certain things. Like how – how do they express it without seeming either too needy or too focused on that goal of a relationship? That's a great question. I personally have found that people who – guys who are looking for that, they're not at, like, the strip club and the bar and, the, you know, obviously they're not at the singles night per se unless right. – well, they would go but, to a singles yeah. event looking for a relationship. But it's not like – I feel like usually what happens then is you want somebody who has similar interests as you. So I think – you know, trying to 
really pursue those passions, whatever they are, instead of, again, interested, be interested in your life. Like if you're really into rock climbing, go on a, or go with a meetup group, to, you know, biking or whatever. When you're doing active things and you just start talking about your life, and I think life goals is a big one in, in that mm. regard. Well, like, that's kind of what you were saying, Greg. You were saying like you, you, you want to open up what your world is about rather than just keep it to like fun, bantery conversation. So you're saying for you, family is really important. Interest, right, so. and that makes sense. And then interest would be a sort of, I think, a, an earlier level of that is like bring them like, hey, do you want to go to a yoga class together? My friend's first date, and this was ballsy, was he took a girl to the beach because I then it's that. like, you're, yeah, but you're you're exposing your body and you're really saying like, there's not booze there, there's not interaction with other people. It's a very focused, yeah, that you know, tough. going yeah. into the mm-hmm. water. I think is a very kind of sensual thing, and some people don't like cold water. It's like there's a lot of variables. But he kind of went for it, and it worked out really great. Yeah. And he had sex with her after that. Right. And was he looking for a serious relationship, or that was just a no, casual he's, thing? No, he's fresh out yeah. of a divorce. But he's still like— How's his bod? It's not bad. Okay. So he's confident enough in himself. Yeah. Confidence is huge, and that's what that takes to go to the beach, you know? Mm-hmm. So both parties needed confidence. And I think it takes confidence to have casual sex, too, unless you're having it out of insecurity. You know, can you, like, go both right. ways? So, yeah, I think that was really— No, but I, I like that example of a day because the truth is— So you were saying he wasn't looking for a serious relationship. He was looking to be casual. No, but I, what's nice about him is he's he's got real character, and I think even if he was going to have casual sex, I think he would still um, probably go a little bit deeper into an activity— than the average person like yeah. even like this this guy actually goes to uh massage parlors to get uh happy endings no yeah. way i don't know and he like that gets to know exists? the girls i don't even know what that, that is. actually exists what is the happy ending what? you've never Are seen really like what? little like Wait, strip mall massage that? places really? i don't know I, well i know that there's like kinky stuff that happens but i don't know about the happy ending happy endings like jerk you off jake. Yeah, at the end of the oh, thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. You know, I probably heard Which people say that. Which is part of most just, of a lot you, of like... You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Wow. And you live in L.A.? I do. You don't notice like all these little, like there's like neon pair of feet in the window on the rope until 1 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was that stuff, you know, there's a lot of kinky stuff going happening. On there. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know there was like this official. I didn't know it actually happened. It's a really good happened. release, actually. So. Oh, No, it happens. Yeah, no, I have I would say, I would say half my friends do it. Yeah. Really? Okay, I want to comment on two things that I've heard being said here. So number one, I like that your friend did take a woman to the beach for a first date because let's say you are looking for um, a more serious relationship or even if you're looking for a casual relationship – what pulling somebody into your world does as opposed to like going for coffee or going to a formal dinner date or drink date if you pull somebody into a world that you really enjoy and that you really like it puts you in your comfort zone number one and so bring them to the massage parlor right exactly and see how they handle it and then halfway through go we're better than this (laughs) but what it does is it lets you see if she can jump on board with your life and she's okay with it if you're with a girl who's saying like I don't want to go to the beach like my body's really uncomfortable that shows you a lot of things that you could potentially be looking at for a casual partner you want to have sex with somebody casually you want to do it with somebody who's very free and open with right. your body or if it's for a serious relationship you want somebody who's like not concerned about their body well yeah i mean you think about jump on board think about the classic dating ritual which is going to a place where there's dancing because if the person's willing to get up in front of a room full of people and move their body in a sensual, rhythmic way, it's telling you something about them. And if they're afraid to go dance or they dance like a, a you know cardboard cutout, right. you really you take a lot away from that. Yeah, but I like it. it when they dance badly because, well, I don't dance very well either. So it 
to me, it shows. It's sort of like singing karaoke when they can't. Yeah. It's kind of endearing in moderation, you know. Yeah. So, it's, but no matter what it is that you're looking for from a dance partner, if you're looking for them to be like amazing and their body moves, so you can see how they would be in bed. Like, no matter what, if that's what you like to do, and you love when somebody can be a goofball and just stand up on the dance floor and like dance like a freak, or dance really yeah. well and just be really proud of it. I think it's about the it. effort. Yeah, it's the about effort, the freedom. Yeah, hundred percent. And that, totally. that's that's something that you would use to see. X, Y, and Z. That would be a great place. That's to really funny. If you think about it as a try, as a as a sort of showcase of your sexual prowess, yeah. Then they should also be something <laughs> at the bar where they serve the woman a banana and the guy an apricot. Oh, I like that. Just because you really you want to see what it. you have, <laughs> right? <laughs> that needs to be in a movie. It should be called a casual dating place. But another <laughs> yeah. thing that actually uh, came to mind when August was talking, I forget what it was you were saying. But there's like a lot of women that I'm working with recently, and um, I've said in the past that you know to put it right out there on your first date that I'm looking for a husband or I'm looking for a relationship can be really intimidating and st- and probably not the best way for you to represent uh, totally. represent yourself as well. And I would say the same thing to men. You don't want to put that overtly out there right away. But is, but is it okay to put? Put it out there right away that you want something casual. It, but I'm well, I'm going to advise us to do everything subtly, so you can find out all of these things as to where the other person is by bringing up certain topics that are important to you. So Greg was talking about family being really important. So if you if you bring up a conversation like, oh, you know, my family is getting together next next week. And then whatever opinion you have on family, you can share some sort of story and see how that other person responds. If they're like, oh, I freaking hate my family. Like, I don't ever want to hang out with my family. I have a whatever it is. You can see what you guys have in common. And depending on what it is that you want, you fit the topics to that. So if it was something casual, you can say, like, you know, all my friends are going out next week. We're going to go to this places that are more casual or more casual things. You, you, you bring up those. You're right. You can bring up those <laughs> topics and see how the person responds to see if they're on board to be more casual or if they're on board to be a more serious potential partner for you later. Yeah, and I think the, the shooting range is good because you can see how people react with a gun in their hands. Right. Like if she's got it and she starts rapid firing and screaming, "What do you think now, Dad?" <laughs> and you're like, "All right, she's got some baggage. I may want to walk away from that." All right, I want to I want to answer a couple of questions from our readers. We always forget to get to them, um, but we have a segment that's called Overanalyze This that we're going to do today uh, and answer. Well, hopefully, a somebody wrote it. And I know. <laughs> All right, I just I just scroll down. Oh, good. Okay, okay. Hey, what do you do to win over a woman who's had many heartbreaks and she keeps turning down your advances, Sam? Mm. Well, that's a tough question because you know so little. So, if somebody has just been having heartbreak after heartbreak and that is what you stands out about them, yeah. I think they need to grow and heal a lot before they're ready for a relationship. So, I don't okay. think that that's necessarily the best potential mate for you you know if that's because you really want somebody who is is strong and where they are okay um, I also think if someone is experiencing that and tells you I think it's their way of saying I'm not really into you because I think it? if you were super into someone but you had heartbreak you would still potentially at least try to move forward with that person that's, would you like let's say you've had a lot of heartbreaks and you're like fuck man like I I don't want another man. I don't well, want to go down heart that to path to experience anymore. heartbreaks, and I don't know if I have. Right, that's true. So maybe we should ask August more about that. No, but Greg, so like, let's say you were hanging out with a girl that you really liked and that your intention was, I would like to be in a relationship with this person. But she, in the past, not saying she just had a heartbreak, but she's saying she's had too many heartbreaks and she just doesn't trust men anymore. Is there some sort of strategy or something that you would do or say to help her feel more comfortable with potentially 
dating you. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be Richard Gere, an officer and a gentleman. I'm not. <laughs> she's a broken toy, and I think I'd probably walk away. Really? You know, you got some women that keep telling you about how, like, oh, this guy was an asshole, and I broke up, and then this guy was an asshole, and after a while, you go like, was it you? you know, may- maybe it was maybe you. An yeah. So yeah. unless she went through some profound change, like she's been going to therapy or she's in a twelve step program, then I got to just assume that this is probably not a great partner. So it's okay. kind of what you're saying. No, yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay, one more question. I was wondering what your feeling is about getting morning texts from morning texts from guys. Any rule of thumb for how well you should know a girl before sending her a morning text? I think you send it whenever you want to. I'm I'm not into those games of like you need to wait a certain number of days or hours or don't do it too often or whatever. Don't I, do it to someone like me because I wake up at noon and it's going to be humiliating for me. I'll <laughs> yeah. be angry. <laughs> yeah, like why didn't she write back? It's like well I was sleeping and then he thinks I didn't like him. Hmm. You know you got well you got to feel if she's a. If she's a right. winner or a loser. Right. You know, but so, but, don't text a loser I don't, I don't want to put out any rules out there either. But I would say for me, if I had just started texting this guy and every morning I had like a text, it depends what his character was, depends what our conversation was. But if I just had a text and I wasn't giving back that same morning text to like show that I want to put in that same effort – I don't know if I would love it every morning. I think it would yeah. eventually creep me out. Like, well, okay, if someone's too trying too hard, that's always bad. And right. um, I'm actually doing a show on sociopaths next week. Mm. So I've been studying this a lot. And uh, I'll see you there. You, you can, <laughs> seriously, you can vibe. It's amazing, the stories I've heard. Like, I put it out online. I've heard from so many people. But there's something called love bombing, where it's, like, too much, you yeah, know. Too much. And I think that you don't have to be a sociopath to be that way. But I do think it can be a little <laughs> over the top if, if it does feel like they're not responding. You know, yeah. like you said, if nobody if you don't like it or you're not really turned on and excited about it then they're not listening to you I think it would be cute to do something like that if the girl had happened to let you know she's not a morning person or something to maybe cheer her up or get her going in the morning a little bit yeah but if it's just you're randomly just sending a morning text without any like motivating factor involved then I think it's just kind of a little bit unnecessary like I think I would love it if I had a text from my husband every morning saying something nice about me or something motivational it might be nice. I, I I would find it too much. I think it, but it, it depends if it was on the daily, intention. I think that would feel weird to me too. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that if you're just really compelled to, which would yeah. be more for a reason, it's right. like either you wake up and you are just like, I had the most amazing dream about you. Tell her that. That's yeah. great. But if it's every single day just to say hi, good morning, you know, just to make that person think about you almost. That's, yeah. Right. So I have on. I have some rules on my website, and usually I say that I don't give rules, but these actually are the rules that I do have for texting or complimenting or really for doing anything. The the main thing is that if you are doing X, Y, or Z to get a response or to make her like you more or to make sure she doesn't forget you, if there's something that is uh, uncomfortable within you and that's why you're doing that action, then don't do it. If it Like what you were saying, mm-hmm. if it's real, if it's sincere, if it's what you really want to do – then yeah. absolutely do it because then it can be more controlled. It's oh, totally. not something you're going to want to do every day out of anxiousness or like to calm yeah. an emotion. Yeah, always, always listen to your gut. And, and sincerity is really everything, I think. I, I think try so. to get up every morning um, and I send my wife a dick pic with an emoticon <laughs> about how I feel about my penis. Is it someone else? It is <laughs> right. your dick. Yeah. What was It'd be your, nice what to send your message this morning. Dicks. 
It was uh, it was crying, but then it had a little smirk. Aww. Yeah. Perfect. She was a little confused. That is a perfect way to end the show. Thank you very much to Greg Fitzsimmons for being on the show and to August McLaughlin for being on the show. Uh, Greg, tell people where they can listen to you and check Well, out. I'm going to be doing some live shows coming up in uh, Connecticut at Comics uh, Casino, and then I'm going to be in Houston and uh, Cleveland. Wow. And somewhere else. I don't know. Go to FitzDog.com for details. And then the, the podcast is FitzDog Radio twice a week. And it's really good. Thank and you. Nice. Uh, my show, Girl Bonner Radio, is available on all the web channels. It's on iTunes, our biggest audience. But you can find it on my website, too. It's www.AugustMcLaughlin.com. And every Wednesday it comes out. And it's super fun. We don't just it talk was. about sex, but it's all about yeah, sexual empowerment. Yeah, we had a great conversation on your show. It was so fun. And I've gotten really cool responses, really? too. I think people really, really like that episode. So okay, good. I liked it. I had a really good... I, I usually don't talk about that stuff, so it was definitely yeah, interesting. It was so people who want to hear a, a real side of me, uh, <laughs> an even more real side of me, definitely go check that out. Yeah, so thank you please. for being on the show. Uh, thank you to everybody that listens to our show. Without you, this show would not be on the air. Um, and If I had else? a radio show like that, but it would be like, can't get it up, radio. Ooh. Like, girl can't get it up radio. That's what it would be. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, it's funny. Floppy girl dig. boner yeah. I get, but girls, yeah. girls can't get vagina. it up. Yeah. yeah. If you want to send in questions to overanalyze this, like, please send vagina. them to ask at askwinpodcast.com. And you can check out new episodes of our podcast that come out every week on Thursday. But it's better if you just subscribe because then it does it all for you. You don't have to do the extra work for it. But again, you guys are awesome for listening to the show. Thank you for supporting us. And we will see you guys next week. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick.